Welcome to Daily Grace. We believe that the Bible is true, trustworthy, and timeless. And we want to help women like you know and love God's Word. The Bible shows us who God is, and who He is changes everything. My name is Joanna. And I'm Stephanie. Come join us as we chat about the truth of God's Word in our everyday lives. Body image is a hot topic. Our culture is obsessed with outward appearances, and if we're honest, many of us struggle with body image issues too. We wrestle with feelings of shame, discontentment, and despair. But hear this, God cares about you, all of you. He made us body, mind, and soul, and He cares for us as whole persons. He made us in His image, and He offers us His righteousness in Christ. We are lovely because He placed His love on us. The gospel offers us true freedom, even in this area. And in this episode, we talk about the heart issue behind body image issues and how we can overcome them with the truth of the gospel. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Daily Grace. This is Joanna, and I'm here with my co-host, Stephanie. Hey, hey. Hey. So today's topic is one that, man, I think that we all have probably struggled with at some point in time. Yep. And that is just this issue of negative body image, mm-hmm. um, just really struggling with our body image. Um, And so before we get into that topic, though, we do want to talk about our favorite things. So Stephanie, can you share a favorite thing from this week? Yeah, I feel like it's hard to do this week because actually, if you don't know, we haven't recorded an episode in a few weeks because Joanna was on maternity leave and then COVID happened. And so I feel like this favorite thing is like from the past eight weeks. (laughs) Yeah, I felt the same way. I'm like, man, I've got some good stuff stored up for you guys that we're going to have to bring out later. We'll choose one. And the one I'm going to choose today is kind of fitting for this episode. And it's that since coronavirus happened, I suddenly um, got the itch to start running again. And so I am just excited about getting back into a rhythm of running and just exercising which I haven't done all last year. So (laughs) that is definitely a favorite thing. Wow, I am very impressed. You know, my neighbor had a baby a week before me. Mm -hmm. And so my baby girl, Grace, is now almost eight weeks old. And so her baby boy is almost nine weeks old. And she just started running a couple weeks ago. And she's trying to get me to run with her. And I'm just, I'm not sure I can do it. Yeah. I might have to do a very, very slow jog. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, I had to start walking and then slowly building up, but it's, mm-hmm. it's been fun. Yeah. But what is your favorite thing to share with us? Okay. So like I said, I have lots of things because I've had <laughs> lots of time yeah. to be discovering new things. And the one that I want to share today is very much related to the fact that I am back from maternity leave after, mm-hmm. you know, I took six weeks off. But one thing that has always been so hard for me is staying hydrated. Mm-hmm. And It's because, it's not because I don't like water. I love water. It's pretty much Mm -hmm. all I drink, that and tea. (laughs) But it's because it's inconvenient. Like, I just am too distracted to go get a cup of water. Uh So I finally bought myself a 32-ounce water bottle that has a straw on it 
so that I fill it up. And I'm amazed at how quickly I drink four cups of water and how I had Mm -hmm. struggled in the past to get the recommended eight. And now I get eight before lunchtime. And so I have this. It's called Simple Modern Brand. It's stainless steel, and it has a straw on it. It's kind of like the Hydro Flask ones, but Uh (laughs) budget-friendly. So it has been great so far. Okay, the straw makes all the difference because I struggle with drinking water. But I also have got a new water bottle. I'm going to share two favorite things um, because I am going to link it for everybody, too. I think it's a 64-ounce stainless Mm. steel. It's like 15 bucks from Walmart. Yeah. But it has been so helpful because a lot of it is just refilling and Mm -hmm. measuring and all of these things. So we will link both budget-friendly stainless steel (laughs) water bottles for you. Love it. 64 ounces. That's your daily water intake right there. Yep. Just fill it up once and you're good to go. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, you know, like Joanna said, we are going to be talking about body image today. And some of you may be thinking, why do we have to apply the gospel to this area of our lives, right? Mm. Do we really have to analyze how our physical well-being intersects with our spiritual well-being? Like, is there really a spiritual element to consider in our eating and exercising habits? And really, the short answer is yes. Um, When we say that the gospel changes everything, like we mean everything. Um, So there's that. And then, you know, on the opposite end, I imagine there are some of us who are probably cringing um, at this topic because we don't want to confront the issue because we know it's a hard issue. And I fall into this camp. Um, We deeply struggle with our body image, right? We're preoccupied with our external appearance, what size we are, how we do our hair and makeup, what our outfit looks like, and maybe where our outfits come from and what we eat and how much we exercise. Yeah, you know, it's so interesting that we really are so prone to just push away anything that we know is going to be a heart (laughs) issue. And I do the same thing. It's like, man, I know that I need to press into this, but I really don't want to. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'd really rather just pretend that it's not an issue. Yeah. And, you know, I was thinking about that. Like, why is that? And I think it's for a few reasons. One is because change is really hard work. Mm -hmm. You know, when we are especially trying to deal with these idols, these issues in our heart, man, Mm -hmm. that is hard work to have this kind of change take place. Yeah. I think also because we are too attached to our idols. Yeah. Um, we you know we believe, like Adam and Eve believed, that we will be happier if we follow after what it is that we want mm-hmm. instead of believing God when he says that his commands are for our good and that what he has for us is what is best. Mm-hmm. And the third reason is I think that we have this fear of man instead of a fear of God. Yeah. You know, I know that if I confront these heart issues that my focus isn't going to be anymore on doing what looks good in the eyes of the world, Mm -hmm. but it's going to be on seeking after what God has called good. And, you know, I kind of want to do what looks good in the eyes of the world because I want to look good to the rest of the world. So Yeah. yeah, it is so true that these heart issues, we tend to push back on them, but I think that it is so worth it. Because like I said, God has promised that all of these things that he commands are for our good. Yeah. So many of us don't like confrontation. And and this is like confronting, you know, the 
deep parts of our hearts, right? Mm -hmm. These heart issues that have pretty deep roots. And we um, want you to know that if you're in this camp where you really struggle with negative body image, um, you're not alone. You know, I've been there and it's something, honestly, that I continually bring before the Lord and work through. So, you know, I think it really doesn't help that our culture is obsessed with our appearances. And, you know, I don't know if you saw Joanna last week where Adele, who's the singer, I love her, um, she (laughs) released a photo of herself. Did you see Mm. this? I did not see this. No. No. I've been a little bit in like nursing (laughs) baby world. (laughs) Right. Well, she posted it on Instagram and it was just a photo of her 32nd birthday. And it was very obvious that she lost a lot of weight. And I was just stunned to see that almost 11 million people liked it, like hundreds of thousands commented on her weight. Um, Various news outlets even published like before and afters. And it was just a blaring reminder to me that our culture is obsessed with outward appearances. Mm, And it's not even a subtle obsession, right? It's, It's almost like a glorification of outward appearances. Yeah. And here's the thing. You can be a Bible-believing, Christ-loving believer and also wrestle with body image. Mm-hmm. You know, you can know that your identity is in Christ. You can know that your worth is found in Christ alone, but you can still struggle with this. Um, but the difference is, is that we don't have to despair We don't have to stay in that struggle because the gospel offers us freedom in this area. But even still, it's a heart issue that does require continual tending to. And so our hope for this episode is that it would help you fight body image issues with the truth found in God's word. And we hope to offer some practical ways as to how you can continually filter your thoughts and feelings related to your body image um, through a gospel lens. Yeah, and I think that you're so right that we can still wrestle with these things even if we are believers. And that's the case with all of these kinds of issues in our Mm -hmm. lives, right? That we are continually being sanctified. It's always going to be a process. We're always going to struggle with these things until Christ returns. Right. (laughs) Um, And You know, also, I think that it's important for us to realize whether or not we immediately think I have issues with body image, we probably wrestle with it in some way. Mm -hmm. You know, there's there's a big spectrum of what that can look like. And, you know, in my own experience, I found that that changes depending on what season of life I'm in or even what situation I'm in, like day to day. Mm. You know, I've noticed that Um, It gets a lot worse when I find myself comparing myself to other people. So sometimes I think that I have like a really healthy body image and then I'll be in a group of people who I look around and I think they're really put together or they're really Mm -hmm. in shape or they're really attractive in some way. And I Mm -hmm. then start to feel embarrassed or self-conscious and ashamed. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I realize that this is something that I struggle with more than I had known before. And you know, the issue that's going on there when I am comparing myself to other people is that I have then begun to value myself based off of how I measure up to somebody else. 
Yeah. Um, or I am valuing what a certain group of people values as like an ideal of beauty mm-hmm. instead of valuing the things that God values. Mm, and, yeah. you know, recently I am almost eight weeks postpartum right now. And so I'm in a place where my body is different than it was, you know, 10 months ago. Yeah. Um and clothes don't fit the same way, you know? And I mm-hmm. thought that I was doing pretty well with this until I tried to put on a pair of my old jeans, which don't do that at <laughs> yeah, don't seven do that. weeks postpartum. Just don't do it. <laughs> and then it was just like, oh, man. And I just started feeling that same kind of shame and embarrassment for not measuring up to this ideal. And so this really can have a range and it can change based on our situation. Yeah. And I do want to mention that there are clinical disorders related to body image, you know, things like anorexia, bulimia, orthorexia, that can be better handled with the help of a medical professional or a counselor. And so Mm -hmm. we do want to encourage you, you know, if you are in that spot to definitely get help for that. Yeah. There is definitely a wide spectrum here when we talk about body image, right? It can definitely manifest in different ways for different people. Um, Maybe it's being obsessed with working out. Maybe it's Mm -hmm. feeling self-deprecation for eating a treat. Maybe it's emotional eating. I've been through it all um, at some point in my life, I feel Mm -hmm. like. And so you're right. We deal with it in different ways. What I've realized more recently is that body image issues can change definitely with life seasons like you were talking about, like having a baby or getting a desk job and not having the margin to do what you used to do, maybe. Um, But even beyond life circumstances, I feel like these issues around body image can evolve just with the normal aging process. So Mm, if you think about it, right, wrinkles start to appear. Hair begins to thin out. Our metabolism slows down. Our thyroid gets worn out. And, you know, it could be a number of different things. But the fact is, is that our bodies just naturally change as we age. And and that causes us to continually confront and and work through this issue of body image. And and that's why we need to continually bring it before the Lord. And so Mm. I think this is a really important conversation to have because it's something that everyone can relate to, to varying degrees at whatever stage of life they're in. And unfortunately, I think the traditional tendency within the church kind of leans more towards disregarding body image altogether. Um, Mm. Maybe we'll hear verses like 1 Samuel 16, 7 that says, For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearances, but the Lord looks on the heart. And we'll hear people, you know, share this verse and say, hey, don't worry about your body. God cares about your heart. While that is 100% true, God does care about our hearts and he does care about our righteousness. Um, It's also true that God made us body, mind, and soul. And so he made us as whole persons with purpose and care. And in light of that, you know, rather than disregarding one aspect of our being, we can strive to glorify him with all of our lives as a whole person. And, and that includes our bodies. And so I think that's a good place to start when considering body image issues is that God cares for you, right? Body, mind, and soul. He cares for all of you. And he has made a way for us to walk in freedom from body shame. But it requires going to his word and allowing his word to 
Give us a gospel-centered paradigm to work through these issues. Yeah, that is such a good point that, yes, although our value is not based on our body image, this is not something that God says like, oh, just like just forget that that's even an issue, right? Yeah. God does care about those things. And he, he cares about us, like you said, body, mind, and soul. And you know, God created physical humans. He created our physical bodies. And when he created us in the Garden of Eden, he called us good. He called mm-hmm. physical bodies good. And so, you know, sometimes we have this notion that our bodies are something to be ashamed of because mm-hmm. it's like this sinful physical self. But that's actually not true. God created physical bodies before the fall. Yeah. But what happens is that sin enters the world and with it comes this shame. Yeah. And that includes shame about our physical bodies. And mm-hmm. so we end up getting this twisted picture of what God originally intended for us. Yeah, and that's so clear in Genesis 3 where, you know, they realized they were naked. And that's the first time it says that they felt ashamed, right? And mm-hmm. and sin definitely distorts how we relate to God. It distorts how we relate to others and, and how we um, relate to ourselves even, right? Many of us struggle with body image issues because the way we see ourselves is distorted due to sin. And so, yeah, just like Adam and Eve, we are going to respond um, in shame. We're going to feel shame. Um, but the beauty is, is that there's a solution, right? Just like God provided Adam and Eve a covering in the garden, he also offers us a covering in Christ. And the beautiful, beautiful truth is that we can experience that covering here on earth. Even though our earthly bodies are wasting away, I love what Paul says in 2 Corinthians 4.16 that we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. And so there's the key, right, to overcoming our body image issues. It's it's not looking to ourselves to fix the problem, but looking to someone, looking to Christ who can fix our hearts and transform our minds and in turn inform our feelings. Hmm. Yeah, and if you guys have been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that that's one of my favorite verses yeah. in the Bible. It's it's just so good. We talk about it all the time. And that's because it really does give us true and lasting hope. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think it's important for us to realize that this verse points out that there actually is something wrong with our physical bodies. Yeah. We are wasting away, right? And that's because of sin. And what I mean by that is when Adam and Eve sinned, the curse of sin brought death. Mm-hmm. And the aging process is evidence that we are all dying. Yep, It's evidence of the fall. And so, you know, there is a sense that we can have a healthy lament over the fact that our bodies are, in fact, breaking down. Yeah. You know, we can grieve the effects of sin, but we don't have to despair. And the reason for that is because our hope is not in this body. Mm-hmm. Our hope is not in this life. It's actually in the new one that is to come. And not only that, but this verse tells us that all of the pain and suffering we experience, including those that we experience because of aging, right? That these are all doing something in us. They are producing something glorious in us that we will experience when Christ returns. Yeah. And so we see in this verse that God uses those things to renew us inwardly. 
That's our sanctification, right? Mm -hmm. This process of becoming more and more like Jesus. And that's going to result in a glory that we will experience that far outweighs all of the pain that we've gone through. And so when we're glorified, we'll be completely rid of our sin and completely holy. And here's the awesome thing when it comes to our physical bodies. Our physical bodies are going to be resurrected and are going to be renewed. And finally, at last, our physical bodies are going to match our spiritual state, which is perfect and blameless and holy and glorious. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when we obsess over our physical appearance now, when we don't just lament, but we go further into despair, what we are saying when we do that is that our hope is rooted in this life only. Yeah, Our hope is rooted in this body, in this time. But the truth is we have a hope that is not rooted in this life, but is rooted in eternity, in a life where we will be perfect and blameless and holy and without blemish, without spot, and without any marks or signs of aging because we will have eternal glorified bodies. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good word. And I really love that, that we can lament over the brokenness of our bodies due to the effects of sin, but Mm -hmm. we don't have to despair, um, you know, if our hope is in Christ. And and like you said, we have so much to look forward to, right? Our future glorification, and that includes resurrected, perfected bodies. And, you know, I think that's a particularly powerful encouragement to those who are living with things like chronic pain, right? The Lord offers... Um, sustaining grace to endure and not despair, you know, but for all of us, I think we can benefit from seeing the connection between our sanctification and and kind of how we view ourselves, right? Um, and this doesn't mean that there's just this fixed point in the sanctification journey where, you know, if you surpass that point, you'll never struggle with body image issues again. But it does mean that as you grow in likeness. um, That means you're being transformed, you're fighting sin, you're studying the Bible and growing in your knowledge of who God is and who you are in light of him. What's happening is that his desires become your desires and that influences the things that you're preoccupied with. And that is what guides you to put value on in different things. And so, you know, some of us may be wondering if there is a point in our lives where body image will never be an issue for us on this side of eternity. And I think the answer is maybe, but maybe not. Um, But either way, whichever way it falls, we persevere with hope because we know our future glorification is secured. And this glorification, like you said, Joanna, includes a new resurrected body um, in the presence of God. And and again, he offers sustaining grace to help us persevere until that day. Mm, Yeah. And I, I think you're right. We we'll probably all struggle with body image to some degree for the rest of our lives on this side of eternity. But by God's grace, we can continue to grow in this area more and more over the course of our lives. Yeah. And I love what you said about the things that we are preoccupied with changing. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think that the answer is to get to a place where we are perfectly happy with how our bodies are and then we won't deal with body image issues anymore. Yeah. I think that we really have to 
realize that that's not where our hope is. That's not where our preoccupation should be. And when we are focused on the things and when we are longing for the things and placing our affections on the things that God calls lovely and good, Mm -hmm. then those body image issues are going to fall to the wayside. Yeah. And, you know, we really do usually try to fix our body image issues, I'd say in one of two ways for the most part. One is by fixing our bodies, Mm -hmm. right? Diet, exercise, do whatever you have to do, makeup, hair, the right clothes to get the image that you want and feel comfortable with yourself. Two, on the other side, we try to just tell ourselves that we're perfect just the way we are to convince mm-hmm. ourselves you are beautiful, you're amazing, you know, all these things, kind of the self-affirmation kind of thing. Yeah. And I think that both of those approaches have the same problem, even though they seem opposite. Yeah. And the problem is that either way, we are basing our value on our physical appearance or our physical ability, Mm -hmm. right? And our value as humans is not in our appearance. It's not in what we can do. But in fact, our value as human beings is that we are made by God in his image. Mm. Jen Wilkin gives us example in her book, None Like Him, where she talks about an artist that when you look at a painting and you see a name in the bottom right-hand corner, a signature, Mm -hmm. and it is the signature of somebody incredibly well-known or famous, somebody like Leonardo da Vinci or something, right? That it is the fact that it was painted by an artist that gives the picture value. Right. And that is what is true of us. We as humans have value innately because we are created by God, Mm -hmm. the most amazing artist that there has ever been. Mm -hmm. Even more so as believers, we are united to Christ. Mm -hmm. And that means that what is true of Christ is true of us. Romans 3.22 says the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. We have the righteousness of God if we are in Christ Jesus. And so our worth does not come from the way that we look, from our physical appearance, but our worth is tied up in the worth of Christ because his worth is ours. His righteousness is ours because he has united himself to us through our faith in him. Yeah. I mean, this topic is just so deeply tethered to identity in Christ, mm-hmm. um, which is what you're talking about. And we actually did a an entire episode on this way back. Um, it mm-hmm. was episode nine. So oh, yeah. be sure to listen to that if you haven't yet. I'll link it in our show notes. But, you know, as I was thinking about this, um, I just found myself asking, you know, how can we practically live out of our identity in Christ, right? How can we apply our union with Christ like you're talking about and actually experience its glorious realities in this area of body image. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think there can often be a huge gap between our heads and our hearts. Um, We can know something, but our hearts aren't convinced. Our feelings don't always line up with what we believe or profess to believe. And, And, you know, we've said these terms many times on this podcast, but there can be a gap between our functional theology, which is how we're living, and our formal theology, which is what we profess to believe. And so what I boiled it down to is, 
you know, this battle with body image is really like any other battle against sin in our lives, right? It's it's really just the Christian life um, in the sense that we're a new creation, um, but we experience the reality of that identity more and more as we grow in, in godliness. Um, does that kind of make sense? Um, let me read 2 Corinthians 5, 17. It says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And this is absolutely true, right? In our union with Christ, we have a new identity. It's not a renovation of the old at all. It's new and it's given to us. But our flesh remains unredeemed, right? It's not that once we profess to believe in Jesus as our Lord and Savior that we're perfectly sinless. Um, no, what, what happens is that we begin to partner with the Spirit in putting off the old and putting on the new, and we fight sin. And, and as we do that, we experience more and more um, of the reality of being a new creation in Christ. And so part of fighting sin is fighting the distorted image we have of ourselves and, and we have of fellow image bearers. Hmm. Yeah, and you're so right. There is that gap between our formal and functional theology. And I think that one way that we can practically approach that is by preaching the gospel to ourselves. Yeah. You know, as we grow in spiritual maturity, this is what we're doing. Yep. We are becoming more and more gospel fluent. We mm -hmm. are understanding and experiencing more of the power of the gospel in every area of our lives. So when we're feeling ashamed of our bodies and maybe of the parts that we think of as undesirable or unattractive or flawed in some way, mm -hmm. we might think that we can fix the issues, the things that we don't like about our bodies, and that shame's just going to go away. But the truth is that shame isn't going to disappear. If you have ever been there where you've lost the weight you've wanted to lose, you know that you don't just lose those struggles yep. of body image, right? They're not going to go away. We're never going to feel freedom from our shame by gaining a perfect body. Mm. But we do experience true freedom from shame in our union with Christ because yeah. he took our shame for us yeah. and nailed it to the cross. And another example, when we don't feel good enough because of our bodies, we can preach the truth to ourselves that we have all of the goodness of Christ. Mm. His goodness is ours. If we are horrified by gray hairs or new wrinkles that have popped up, <laughs> we can hope in the fact that we will have resurrected bodies. Romans 6, 5 tells us if we have been united with him, with Jesus Christ, in a death like his, which is evidenced, right, even in our aging bodies, yeah. we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. Or when we compare ourselves to other people, we can preach the truth to ourselves that our value is not in how we measure up to others, but in how we measure up to God God is the ultimate standard mm -hmm. and praise God that in Christ, we have all of the righteousness of God. Yeah. We measure up because Christ measures up on our behalf. Yeah. When we despair over postpartum bodies, <laughs> we can preach the truth to ourselves. I can preach the truth to myself that Christ gave his body up 
so that I could live Mm. in the same way that we give our bodies up for the lives of our children. And when we suffer like Christ, God's word says that we will be exalted like Christ. Mm. Yeah. Those are such great practical examples. And, and yeah, we really can preach the gospel to ourselves in these very struggles, in these very real struggles. And mm-hmm. so whenever we're confronted with unkind thoughts toward our body, instead of jumping to fix-it mode and looking at meal plans and fitness programs, um, you know, we should instead jump to prayer, you know. And, and that doesn't mean we don't ever go to healthy diets or workout regimens or anything like that. But there's just a proper order to things mm-hmm. because we want to deal with the heart first, right? And, and that takes practice. It takes work. You know, I grew up in a shame-based culture that was really even prevalent in the church I was attending, Mm. and it included body shaming. And I remember going off to college and gaining some weight and and then not wanting to go back to my home church. And Mm. years later, yeah, I realized that the problem wasn't just a shame-based culture in that church. I mean, that was part of it. Another part of the issue was actually that my identity wasn't rooted in Christ. And so my response to shame was to actually hide. And I didn't have the gospel fluency at the time to apply the gospel to that area of my life. And so this is why preaching the gospel to yourself every day is so necessary. We say it all the time on this podcast, but it's just making it a habit in your life to remember who God is and who you are in light of him. And it's remembering his plan of redemption that this is not the end. And it's allowing the word to produce those paradigm shifts for us. And, you know, when our eyes are fixed on Christ and fixed on eternity and that future glorification, um, when we behold Christ day to day, what we'll find is that our lives will be shaped accordingly. Mm. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, I think that it's important for us to realize that when we have these body image issues, they really can be symptoms of misplaced identity. Mm. Like you said, Stephanie, because you your identity wasn't rooted in Christ, the response was to hide and to feel ashamed. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think that it's important for us to maybe kind of recognize what some of the tendencies that we have might be revealing about our identity. Yeah. And these won't be exhaustive, but a couple of examples. You know, if we are obsessive about diet and exercise, then it might be that our identity is rooted in what we can do or it's rooted in what other people think of us. Mm. And that's a dangerous place to be. You know, some of the dangers of that, that can lead to major health issues, Um, as we become obsessive with our appearance Mm -hmm. um, instead of taking care of our bodies the way that God intended and designed. Yeah. um, It can lead to us ignoring sin in our own hearts Mm -hmm. because we will just move past everything in order to achieve this certain body, in order to achieve this certain appearance. Um, It also is a huge distraction Right. When we are spending so much time and energy on our bodies and getting them to look a certain way, 
that's a distraction from doing the good work that God has called us to do, that God's called mm-hmm. all of us to do. Yeah. And our hearts aren't focused on that yep. anymore. You know, on the other side, maybe we feel worthless because of the way that we look. You know, I think that that is a symptom of believing that our value is in our appearance, that mm-hmm. our worth as human beings is grounded in the way that we look. And just like we said before, that can lead to health issues like eating disorders. Um, And, you know, one thing that I was thinking about in terms of this, when we think that our worth is based on appearance, we might also be applying that same standard to others. Yeah. We might find that we begin to value others based on what they look like. And that really leads to us not loving others well. Yeah, it creates sure. this constant comparison. It creates this sense of superiority or this sense of shame and inferiority. Instead of me being able to love each other well, we judge them based on this same harsh standard that we've judged ourselves. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, in general, I think it's just a red flag that our identities are misplaced um, when they're defined by things that have the potential to change, right? Mm, like our yeah. bodies. <laughs> and what we'll find is that we'll feel pride when our bodies look exactly the way we want and we're validated by others. Or we'll feel shame when we don't measure up to the standard and mm. we feel that, you know, makes us not fit in. And so either way, pride or shame, like those are not the goals, right? And so I think um, self-reflection is definitely helpful, along with a lot of prayer, um, to see if we've been wrestling with pride and shame or other insecurities, like if we have been misplacing our identities. And, you know, as believers, we ought to be asking the Lord to search our hearts regularly, right? We should desire for God to expose the idols of our hearts. Um, We want to confront our sins. And body image issues can actually be manifestations of a lot of different idols in our hearts. Man, I love what you said about hoping in something that has the potential to change, having our identity rooted in something that can change. And it is such a comfort when we realize that we can have our identity in Christ is that God is unchanging, Yeah, that we can always depend on him, that the way that we feel about ourselves, if we're truly rooted in Christ and have our identity rooted there, isn't going to change from day to day because Christ is constant. Mm -hmm. God is constant. And yeah, that's the issue with idolatry is that we are putting our hope in something that will change and it will let us down. You know, idolatry is just misplaced worship. It's looking to something other than God as the source of our hope, our joy, our salvation. And this definitely, like you said, Stephanie, comes into play with body image. You know, when we have a negative sense of body image that leads to this unhappiness or discontentment in our lives, it's an indicator that we are looking to the way that we look as the thing that's going to make us happy Mm -hmm. instead of looking to God as the source of our satisfaction. And so body image issues can be indicators that we are idolizing all kinds of things, that we are idolizing other people because Mm -hmm. we're too concerned with what they think of us. It can be an indicator that we are idolizing ourselves yeah even as you were talking about 
taking pride in our appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's idolizing some cultural ideal or even idolizing the attention that we get from other people. Yeah. Um, but absolutely, these body image issues, we need to look to them and say, these are symptoms yep. of something. These are symptoms of some kind of idolatry, some kind of misplaced identity. What is that pointing to? Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, I just think back to the burnout episode where it's like, you know, if we're wrestling with burnout, maybe that's an indicator that we're believing in some false gospel, right? Hmm. And so, you know, if we're wrestling with body image issues, um, you know, maybe we have some idols that we need to confront or maybe we're believing in some false gospel. And, you know, I just want to say here that we're not saying that you can't live a healthy lifestyle and, and give concern to your physical well-being. You know, we actually do experience joy when we tend to our bodies the way God designed, right? Getting the proper rest and exercise and nutrition. But whenever I think about physical health, I am always reminded of 1 Timothy 4, 7 to 8, which says, Have nothing to do with irreverent, silly myths. Rather, train yourself for godliness, for while bodily training is of some value, Godliness is of value in every way as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. And so, yeah, this verse tells us bodily training has value. It helps us fight laziness. It puts us in a place to be able to serve others better, but it has limited benefits. And the principle here is that godliness is a far greater value because it will last for all of eternity. And so, No, we shouldn't neglect our physical well-beings, but we just need to be on guard in our approach. Um, We have to remember that our flesh is unredeemed. And if you're like me, you can start off on a fitness journey with really God-honoring goals, but then fall into pride over your self-discipline even, or begin to make it about self-glorification. And so, That's just a word of caution there. And, you know, I actually read a really helpful article by John Piper that talked about just when it's going too far. So I am going to link that in our show notes for you guys to read if you're interested. Mm, Yeah. And we do want you to hear absolutely. We're not saying don't take care of your bodies. You know, I think we have the tendency to see an issue on one side and to go the complete opposite direction and fall into the pit on the other side of the road, Yeah, right? And so we don't want to do that. Um, We are called to steward our bodies well, and that's another conversation for another day, and I'm sure we'll go there. Yep. Um, But we just wanted to add that caveat for sure. But for right now, what are some practical ways that we can battle these body image issues in our lives? You know, we've been talking a lot about this, but what do we do now? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And You know, one very practical thing, probably the most practical thing that we can do is to pray. Yep. Um, And I say that because God is the one who is able to bring about change in our hearts. Mm. God only is the one who is able to bring about change in our hearts. So praying and asking him to do that is the most practical thing that we can do. Yep. And so confess to God what you are idolizing. Um, Confess to him where you have misplaced identity. If you don't know, ask him to reveal it to you Mm. um, and ask him to bring about change in you. Um, So one is prayer. The second thing I I thought about was spend time meditating on our future hope, Mm -hmm. right? Set our eyes on eternity. 
these bigger things that we should be preoccupied with, not these temporary things like our body image, right? Yep. And so, you know, I was thinking about First Peter chapter 1, verses 23 through 25. This is a verse that you could meditate on. Since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and abiding word of God, for all flesh is like grass and all its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers and the flower falls, but the word of the Lord remains forever. Mm. And this word is the good news that was preached to you. And so we can meditate on the truth that our physical bodies that we have now, they are like grass that withers away at the end of the day that these bodies we have are temporary, Mm -hmm. but we have the enduring eternal gospel, the good news, the word that was preached to us. And that gospel tells us that we will be glorified and Mm -hmm. that we will have resurrected bodies again. Yeah. Um, Another verse we can meditate on, Revelation 21.5. This is in that chapter where we see this vision of the new heaven and new earth and this verse christ says behold i am making all things new Mm. and so we can meditate on that future hope that even though things are broken down even though we experience aging and even though we experience shame right now that there will be a day when christ will make all things new yeah yeah, those are great. Um, some other kind of practical tips is seek accountability. Like don't do this mm-hmm. alone. Open up to someone in your local church, right? There are so many people in the church silently struggling with this. Um, so commit to being honest with someone else that you can confide in. Um, and, and maybe you guys could confess your sins and your struggles to one another. Um, you could commit to praying together and, and getting in the habit of regularly reminding each other of the truth found in God's word. Um, so definitely seek accountability. And another um, tip that I thought would be helpful was just consider what you're exposing yourself to. Um, just because images are super powerful. You know, what we see has this powerful ability to kind of shape what we value and desire. And so consider what you're looking at on TV, what you're looking at on social media. And if you're really struggling, um, consider limiting your intake from these sources. And kind of aligned with that, um, look over your habits. Um, what do you do every single day? Um, and what does that say are your top priorities? Um, do you work out every day but find yourself saying you don't have time to get in the word? Do you spend hours meal prepping every week but neglect meeting together with fellow believers? Um, I read this quote from a book that we're reading as a Daily Grace Code team, and it's called The Common Rule. And I thought this quote was really helpful and, and applicable here. So I wanted to share it. The habits we play out day after day are not tangential to our worship, but actually central to it. And so, you know, as we analyze our habits, that can help us see what we're worshiping, right? What we're valuing. And once we confront what we're actually valuing and prioritizing and preoccupied with, um, maybe we can respond to that in confession and prayer. And if needed, you know, we can make some practical adjustments to our day-to-day. 
Yeah, I love that book, and we've only read the introduction so far I know. as a team, <laughs> but there's already so much good stuff in it. Yeah. <laughs> I actually almost brought in a quote from that book as well earlier on, but yeah, I definitely recommend that, and it's so true that our habits not only reflect what's going on in our hearts, but they actually form what's going on mm, in our hearts, yeah. so it's definitely worth it to take a look at the habits that we have in our lives. Well, we know that this is a huge issue that we could probably talk about for hours and hours and hours, um, but we hope that this has been helpful to you and that this gives you kind of a springboard to begin taking a look at what is really behind our body image issues. Mm -hmm. You can find all of the resources that we mentioned and all of the scripture that we mentioned today in our show notes, and you can always access that at dailygracepodcast.com. Thank you all so much for joining us today, and we look forward to talking with you once again next Tuesday. 